Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Our guest for this week is Janice Liggins. Janice is a business owner, and she's the author of a book called Journey to Your Calling, which talks about how God leads you to your calling. So in this interview, Janice and I talked a lot about how she found God and how God showed her what her calling was in life. So without further ado, here's the interview that I did with Janice. Hello, Janice. How are you doing today? I am well. I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome and welcome to the Finding God podcast. I am super excited to have you here. I heard a lot about your book and I'm just, I just can't wait to talk about it. But before we get to your book, I have several questions I'd like to ask you. And the first one that I would like to ask you is what was your childhood like? Well, I am one of nine children, eight girls and one boy. I am girl number three from the top, and we had an enchanted childhood. I, you know, we, we grew up in a small house, three bedrooms, and my mom and dad had one of those bedrooms, <laughs> and so that means the other of us, we had bunk beds, and we, they were like, so it was crazy, we were like, we slept together, even in bunk beds, so, but, but it was so full of love, it was so rich, you know, we were, we were really rich and the things that money cannot buy. And um, Christmas was wonderful. Yeah. We had, uh, we would go to bed on Christmas Eve and uh, with no decorations and no tree and wake up on Christmas morning and it would all be done. I still can't figure out how my parents wow. The tree would be up and all the gifts would be, I don't know how they did that, um, but that made Christmas that much more exciting yeah on Christmas morning so it was great it was great my parents were both Christians we went to church every Sunday and um, my dad was the most righteous man I've ever known and was really the God I couldn't see right you know he was he represented God to me more than anybody else even more than the preacher wow mm-hmm. so what was one characteristic about your dad that kind of reminded you of God or made you think about God when you saw that in your father? He was very humble. He was very humble, very meek. And a lot of people think meek means weak. Right. It doesn't. Weak, meek means strong. And the ability to withhold power, even though you have the, it's in your ability to do it. So you could, you could slash someone and tear someone down but you choose not to. 
And he was just very meek and very wise and very humbled. And I, I patterned after him as much as I could. So, that is amazing. Yeah. I remember asking God um, as I got older, Lord, if I could be half as uh, wise, half as humble, half as righteous as my dad. And I wanted that. I wanted that. Um, he actually was going to have surgery. And, and I was in my maybe early 20s at this time. And we all gathered together and we were on our knees praying. And it started with the baby, the youngest one, um, praying. And it worked its way up to the oldest. And then my yeah. mom and then ended with my dad. And we were all praying that the surgery would go well. And when it got to my dad, he also prayed that the surgery would go well. But then he said, but father, if it is not to be so, help my family to understand that it is with you that I would rather be. Wow. Help my family to understand that I've lived all my life just for the day when I can see your face. So I'm on my knees. We're all in front of a, a sofa, a chair, wherever we could kneel down. And so I'm on my knees and I'm hearing him saying it was really with you that I'd rather be. And I'm thinking, what is he saying? Yeah. What is he saying? Is he saying he'd rather be dead than to be with us? Right. I mean, I was just so perplexed. And I just, I knew my dad loved us. Mm-hmm. I knew he loved us tremendously, but it's like, he knows something about God that I don't know. Right. And that prayer, his prayer sent me on a quest. I wanted to know God like he knew God. How did the surgery turn out? He did fine. Okay, he, good. He came through fine. Yeah, he came through fine. He uh, he he died eight years later, but he he came through the surgery fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up eventually having radiation and then eventually um, chemotherapy. But eight years later, he passed. But still, it was it was he still. Even compared to my pastor, he's the most righteous man I've ever known. Yeah, I can tell because he made a deep impression on you. So yeah. as you went and as you got older, I know you told me about something that happened in your 20s, but let's go back a little bit farther. When you were an adolescence, like how did God fit into your life then? Or did you think about him at that point? Oh, I thought about him. Um, I thought about him. I always felt if I did something that was wrong, I always felt so convicted. You know, I knew enough about God to know right from wrong. Yeah. And so when I did wrong, I just felt so guilty. I felt so convicted. And I I didn't like that feeling. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I just hated feeling like that. And and so that made me want to choose better. Right. It made me think more about what I was doing or what I was choosing to do because I hated that guilty feeling I hated that um I never felt condemned mm-hmm. I can ask that I just you know I knew God still loved me but it's like well if he still loves me why would I do stupid stuff why would right. I do this knowing he loves me you know and so it just really helped keep me in line not wanting to disappoint him not wanting to feel guilty mm-hmm. um and knowing he loved me um, I didn't, I just knew he loved me. I did not have a relationship with him at the time. Right. 
I just knew he loved me. And, um, and it meant enough to me to, I still did stupid stuff, but I would do smaller stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or I would, or I would, it, it began to wane less. I mean, we all still do stupid stuff. Yeah, always. We all would still do stupid stuff, but at least it's not the same stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I like the fact that you said that, um, but it seems like your motivation for not wanting to do stupid stuff was different because I've had a lot of people on the show and a lot of people, when we did stupid stuff, it's like, we felt like God was mad at us or like, oh goodness, he's going to put us in hell. You know, it was like one of those things. But your reason for not wanting to do stupid stuff was because you didn't want to disappoint God and you knew how much yeah. he loved you. So it was almost like, okay, well, if he loves me this much, I don't want to hurt him because he just loves me like that. And I find yeah. it, because even though it's the same feeling, the motivation for wanting to do the right thing seems different than, yeah. oh, don't want to go to hell, so I can't do this, where it just seems like a lot of pressure, instead of, God loves me so much, I just don't want to hurt him. And that's yeah. why you don't want to do it. So motivation seems different. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned when you heard your dad pray, that made you want to get to know the God that he knew. Tell me yeah. a little bit more about that and tell me how you started to look for God based off of that one prayer that you heard. Well, I, I just began to, I sought the Lord. I would just tell him how much I wanted to, I wanted to get to know him. I wanted to, I wanted a personal relationship with yeah. him. And I, I would tell him that. And I would ask him to show me how to have that. I remember asking my dad, how do you please God? And he said, ask the Lord to search your heart and to remove anything that does not please him. And so I began to do that. And then I began to say, in addition to asking the Lord to search my heart and remove anything that didn't please him, I also asked him uh, to search my mind and my thoughts and remove any thought that doesn't please him. So when I asked him to search my heart, and remove anything, I asked him to give me a pure heart. But then when I asked him to search my mind, I would ask him to give me the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. The Bible says we can have the mind of Christ. So I asked for a pure heart and the mind of Christ. But that did not always be, you know, that came as a, after, as a result of ongoing uh, experiences with God, ongoing um, opportunities for God to say something to me and me hear him and me, me obey more importantly that's when the, that that trust you know a lot of people we hear people say trust and obey mm-hmm. uh, but it should be the other way around it should be obey and then trust right because trust is born out of obedience we don't just trust God, even with other people, trust is earned, right? Trust is earned. And so when God continues to show up in our lives and bring us through things and gives us peace in the midst of the storm and and tells us to do things we've never done before, but just do it because God said do it and it turns out beautifully. That's why that's trust. That's that's building trust and confidence. In God, and so that's how God has been able to use us. Because if we trust Him, if we obey on the little things, then trust builds a little bit. Then you start obeying on the bigger things, then trust builds even stronger. And then He can trust us with big things. 
and we'll step out and do things that we've never done before that just make no sense to the natural mind. But if it's what God said, then we, I left, I gave up a business. I had six employees yeah. and I gave up the business because God led me to start going a different world or a whole different direction. I was helping companies get contacts with the federal government. And instead, he wanted me to go into this direction of prison prevention. Right. Tell me a little bit more about that, because it seems like this is like this is probably an example of what you were talking about, where you're like, God wants you to obey and then trust him. So is this one of those examples that you were talking about when you say God has shown you many opportunities and did many things about that? But tell me more about it. Tell me more. Okay. So um, I would hear that I would hear this um, God say, I didn't know it was God. I just would have an idea. I used mm-hmm. to think me having an idea. And he would say, call this person. Call that person. Go here. Go there. And because I thought it was just me having a thought, right. I would just say to myself, hmm, I don't have to call that person. Hmm. <laughs> I would do it just like, hmm, I don't have to go there. I don't have to call that person. And and I didn't realize it was God saying that. Yeah. And then one day I I was up in the middle of me, hmm, I don't have to do this. And I just, I just froze. And I just thought, Janice, shut up. <laughs> That's not God because God doesn't talk like that. God doesn't say, hmm, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. That's not God. That other voice, call this person, call that person. That's God. And so then I made up my mind that if the next time I heard that voice, I was going to do whatever I said. Yeah. And so sure enough, um, I heard the voice, call this person. And I did not want to call that person. So I made myself call that person. And I, as I called, we talked. It was a very pleasant conversation. And when I hung up the phone, I kind of flopped back in my chair and I thought I was just in amazement because the whole purpose of me making that phone call, that person had been thinking about me. I had been on their mind and they wanted to bless me. So the whole purpose of me calling that person was for me to get blessed. Yeah. And so after I hung up the phone, it's like, God, you are so awesome. And then I just thought, oh, so that's how it works. Just obey. It doesn't matter if you want to do it. It doesn't matter if it makes sense to you to do it. Just do it. It just do. Yeah. And so now I, when I realized it's like when I call that person and I got so blessed, I thought, okay, so that's how it works. And so then I made up my mind. I would obey every time I heard his voice. And, yeah. and that was, that was, that's been thrilling because sometimes God will tell you to do things that just don't make sense to the natural mind. It did not make sense for me to give up a company. Mm-hmm. And go into this new world that I knew nothing about. I had six employees. Yeah. And but but that's what he said do. And 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 I have never regretted it. It's like God will tell you to do things because God will tell you to do things that just don't make sense to the natural mind. Yeah. So because you're logical. God's not logical. He's he's God. He's not God. He doesn't, he's not limited to our frailties you know he can do anything this all of this reminds me of this sermon that i heard it was crazy like a couple weeks ago and 
I think it was Steve Furtick. He's from Elevation Church. He was talking about something similar. He was saying how um, sometimes God tells you to do stuff and we don't want to do it because it doesn't make sense. We can't figure out why we have to do this. He's, and he said, sometimes God just surprises us. He said, so whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Because like you just said, the way we see it or envision it is not the way God may handle that situation or do something for you. Because he said, God has a lot of ways to do one thing. And God's way yeah. of thinking is above ours. So we sit here and try yeah. to figure God out. We're never going to do anything because we're going to be confused and we won't even start because we're like, well, why? But why? He said, but we just stop asking the questions. Just do what God tells us to do. He would surprise us in ways we never thought possible. And I thought about that when you were talking about what happened to you and how you just trust God and you just go do it and how it had involved into you having your own nonprofit and from when we talked earlier, doing a book. So tell me about this. So what made you move forward with writing the book? Well, I really wasn't reluctant to write a book. I was just surprised how it came about. (laughs) I was in my kitchen one day, minding my own business, and I heard, write a book. And then I heard the title of the book. Well, the title of the book went right past me because I was still stuck on write a book. And I immediately said, Lord, I have nothing to tell the people. So I asked you to write the book through me. And he did. Ideas just started flowing like water. I had to keep paper with me at all times. And the ideas would come so fast that I was scribbling as fast as I could. I couldn't write whole sentences. I had to just jot down a word or a phrase or a topic because I, if I wrote a whole sentence, I'd miss the next idea, the next. And they would just flow. And so, and so this went on for three weeks. And wherever I was, I had paper and pen. And at the end of three weeks, it just stopped. And so I began to organize those those thoughts and scribbles into groups. And those uh, groups seemed to have a sequence. What should happen first, second, or last? So I put them in sequence. And then I realized those groups were to be my chapters. And you could still see the little subscribbles. And so that meant when I put them in my table of contents, the table of contents was really the outline. So the whole book was outlined from cover to cover before I ever wrote the first sentence. And this is my first book. So I didn't know to do that. That's just how the Lord led me to do it. And um, I ended up, I was really busy. And I said, Lord, how do I write the book? Basically, I was asking him, how do I fit it in? Because I was so busy uh, doing the work he had told me to do with the nonprofit. Um, and I said, when I asked him, how do I write the book? He said, arise early at five. So every morning at five o'clock, I would get up. And I pulled out my outline my, in, uh, in the computer, and my fingers would just go. My fingers would just go. I never had to think about what to write. Every, uh, from cover to cover, I never had one moment of writer's block. My fingers would just go. And I, wouldn't, I wasn't reading as I was typing. I, my fingers were just going. I wrote every day for six months. And at the end of the six months, when I looked back, at first, I didn't touch it for three months. I stopped at the end of writing. It was just the first rough draft. I put it down. I just felt like, don't touch it. So for three months, I didn't touch it. Then I went back and I just flipped through and I started reading on the screen. And I got so encouraged. I was like, Lord, 
I got encouraged? Because I'm thinking, how did I get encouraged? I wrote it. <laughs> no, I didn't write it. It was new to me because I was literally learning as I was typing. My fingers were the one, was, it was my fingers moving, but it was the Holy Spirit typing. Right. It was the Holy Spirit leading my fingers to do what piece, because even today, when I go back and I read in that book, I learn, it's fresh. It's like I've never seen it before. And I love that. I, I love that because I can still get, get encouraged by it. So what advice would you give to someone who's actively looking for God? Ask God to give you a pure heart. Ask God to give you the mind of Christ. And ask God to show you how to please him. Ask God, ask God to show you things, show you what to do, show you how to handle situations, show you he's there and he's listening. That is amazing advice. And thank you so much. I know that is going to definitely help someone. Well, thank you so much, Janice, for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure talking to you. And I can't wait to read your book. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And if, if I could, the yeah. book can be found if it's Journey to Your Calling. And the website, just add.com, journeytoyourcalling.com. Okay. Where okay. else can we find you on Instagram, Facebook? Where else can we find you? Um, we do have an Instagram page. Yes, we have an Instagram and Facebook page. Yes, okay. we do. So please check us out on those two. And thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you. Thank you. I absolutely love this interview. I especially like how Janice and I were able to talk in depth about how each time you obey what God is telling you to do, you build your faith and trust in God. And I have seen this happen in my life time and time again. So this interview absolutely resonated with me. So if you guys feel like there is something that God is telling you to do, I would strongly encourage you to listen to God's voice and obey what he's telling you to do. And if for some reason you didn't listen the first time or you missed what God was telling you to do, no worries. God will continue to talk to you. Just because you didn't hear it the first time or you may not have obeyed the first time, it doesn't mean God's going to stop talking to you. God will continue to talk to you. So continue to listen to God's voice and then obey what he tells you to do the next time you hear God's voice. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. The song we're going to listen to today is by our artist of the week, Chase Jackson, and we will be listening to his single, All I Needed. I was hiding from my God Was in the bottle, wasn't speaking to my God Chasing all the wrong things, but all I needed was my God I've been going through some changes for my God Was in them trenches, I was hiding from my God Was in the bottle, wasn't speaking to my God Chasing all the wrong things, when all I needed was my God Please excuse me, lately I've been on a mission Up in the hood, just trying to save whoever listens my youngins on the block and get the mess. Get the, mess. the devil's watching and I know he's gonna test. Where he I admit it, a lot of times I may have strayed. May have strayed. But put him first, it's one thing that has never changed. Never changed. When I was lost, he shined his light and showed the way. Show the way. Cause if he's with me, what can harm me? I'm okay. Damn. 
I am holy, I am righteous, I'm redeemed. I'm a soldier, marshal Jesus Christ the King. I surrender, raise my hands up to my knees. The weight's been lifted, I can feel it, boy, I'm free. I've been going through some changes for my God. Was in them trenches, I was hiding from my God. Was in the bottle, wasn't speaking to my God. Chasing all the wrong things when all I needed was my God. I've been going through some changes for my God. Was in them trenches, I was hiding from my God. Was in the bottle, wasn't speaking to my God. Chasing all the wrong things when all I needed was my God. Christ to you, there ain't a thing I can't achieve. It's been nice, but I just sit cause I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I bow my head and Lord to you, I start to speak. I was lost up in these streets, but now I crave what you don't preach. Read the story on how Moses part to see. Part to see. Or how David went and slayed the mighty beast. So God, I know with you, my heart and mind's at peace. Now I'm here to spread your love to all my people in these streets. Chasing bags all through these years, I've lost myself. Guns and drugs up on the shelf. I ain't care for no one else. Always packing, lick it up to hide my pain Wasn't worried about my family, I was chasing after fame Boy, that's lame I've been going through some changes for my God Was in them trenches, I was hiding from my God Was in the bottle, wasn't speaking to my God Chasing all the wrong things when all I needed was my God I've been going through some changes for my God Was in them trenches, I was hiding from my God in the bottle, wasn't speaking to my God, chasing all the wrong things when all I needed was my God. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story of how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Janice, Chase, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the Finding God podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, Click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song to the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you'd like to submit. Well, I think that is all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.